Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. Hello. So today is letter 20 of the screw tape letters. And this letter is super interesting. I didn't remember this one from when I read this book previously, but I'm excited to share it with you today. So I'm going to start out reading letter 20. My dear Wormwood, I know with great displeasure that the enemy has, for the time being, put a forcible end to your direct attacks on the patient's chastity. You ought to have known that he always does in the end, and you ought to have stopped before you reached that stage. For as things are, your man has now discovered the dangerous truth that these attacks don't last forever. Consequently, you cannot use again what is, after all, our best weapon, the belief of ignorant humans that there is no hope of getting rid of us except by yielding. I suppose you've tried persuading him that chastity is unhealthy. All right, so... God has stopped Wormwood from getting the patient to have sex. And the patient's not married, so this will just be sex outside of marriage. And we talked about that in letter 18 about, you know, the infatuation of just being in love and how to get people just to believe that that is a means for having sex because you're going to get married. So this one's going to keep continuing to talk about that. And Wormwood was trying to get the patient to believe that not having sex was unhealthy that he has to have sex in order to be healthy. And it's just crazy. I mean, the one line that's super interesting is, for as things are, your man has now discovered the dangerous truth that these attacks don't last forever. I mean, once we realize we are being attacked and we're not ignorant anymore to it, we realize that we have the authority to say no. We have the authority to say no to what the devil is trying to get us to do. And we take our authority back. And in this God has stepped in as well to help the patient wake up. Maybe God is trying to get you to wake up today to a trick that the devil has been playing on you. Think about it. Just think about the moments that you've been walking through. Maybe God is speaking to you and saying, back up, wake up. You're being deceived. Once again, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against darkness and powers in the unseen realm and evil spirits and heavenly places. Paul talks about that. I've talked about that on multiple podcasts because it's so important to know that there is an enemy, there is spiritual warfare, and this book is waking us up to that. So this next part that I'm going to read is crazy. So it starts talking about how to make the men desire women and women desire men based on what is in fashion during that time period. And this is kind of a longer part, but I... It just, it's crazy that it's in here. So it says, It is the business of these great masters to produce in every age a general misdirection of what they may be called sexual taste. This they do by working through the small circle of popular artists, dressmakers, actresses, and advertisers who determine the fashionable type. The aim is to guide each sex away from those members of the other with whom, with whom spiritually helpful happy, and fertile marriages are most likely. 
Thus we have now for many centuries triumphed over nature to the extent of making certain secondary characteristics of the male, such as the beard, disagreeable to nearly all the females. And there is more in that than you might suppose. As regards the male taste, we have varied a good deal. At one time, we have directed it to the status quo aristocrat type of beauty, mixing men's vanity with their desires and encouraging the race to breed chiefly from the most arrogant and prodigal women. At another time in history, we have selected an exaggeratedly feminine type, faint and languishing, so that folly and cowardice and all the general falseness and littleness of mind which go with them shall be at premium. At present, we are on the opposite tack. The age of jazz has succeeded the age of waltz, and we now teach men to like women whose bodies are scarcely distinguishable from those of boys. Since this is a kind of beauty even more transitory than most, we thus aggravate the female's chronic horror of growing old with many excellent results and render her less willing and less able to bear children. What? And that's not all. We have engineered a great increase in the license which society allows to the representation of the apparent nude, not the real nude, and its exhibition on the stage or the bathing beach. It is all a fake, of course. The figures in the popular art are falsely drawn. The real women in bathing suits or tights are actually pinched in and propped up to make them appear firmer and more slender and more boyish than nature allows a full-grown woman to be. Yet at the same time, the modern world is taught to believe that it is being frank and healthy and getting back to nature. As a result, we are more and more directing the desires of men to something which does not exist, making the role of the eye in sexuality more and more important, and at the same time making its demands more and more impossible. Wow. I was mind blown when I read all of that. I mean, this book was written in 1942, and... All of that has increased so much. Everywhere we turn, we see images of how we're supposed to look as women and men. What's in and what's not in changes all the time. And this all leads, honestly, to the porn industry, to social media, to telling men and women what the ideal look is and what's attractive and not. And it literally says it's all fake. It's crazy. It says it is all a fake, of course. And the fact that we see different times in history, the fashion has changed. It's all based on trying to get men to look at women and say, okay, this is what is attractive now. And for women to look at men and say, this is what's attractive now. And just keep changing it to standards that are impossible and we can never meet them. It's mind-blowing. The last line where it says... It sets the standards to impossible. It's so true. God made us all unique and different. All 7.8 billion of us living on the planet right now. And all of the people that came before us, there's never been anyone identical to me. And there's never been anyone identical to you in any time in history. Therefore, we will never be the ideal person because that doesn't exist. If God makes us all different, then there is no ideal body shape. There is no ideal haircut. There is no ideal look for a man, beard or not. You know how it said that. You got to be you and you alone. And my husband is attracted to how I look and me alone. And then I'm attracted to how he looks and him alone. And that means 
that I don't have to reach impossible standards. I'm free to be myself. And I hope that you feel the same way about yourself, that you don't need to reach impossible standards because it's literally impossible. If you're not designed to look like anyone else, then you have to live true to yourself and be yourself. It's a privilege. It's a privilege that we get to live on earth and we get to be who God designed us to be because he obviously chose how you look and how you are for a reason because he wants you that way. Screwtape goes on to tell Wormwood that there's two types of women that he can tempt the man with, his patient with. Type one is calm, obedient, and wholesome. Type two is wild, mysterious, and she inspires men to commit adultery and acts of violence. Which makes me think of Proverbs and the woman that Proverbs tells men not to fall for. This also goes back to letter 19 where the demons are distorting the definition of love. And then this letter is definitely all about lust instead of just love. So Wormwood's task is to get his patient to marry the second kind of woman, the one that's wild and mysterious and commits men to acts of violence and adultery because it always produces misery for his patient. That's so sad. The last paragraph is about getting the patient to act on his sexual urges because it leads to the patient's undoing. I'm just saying, thank goodness, at the beginning of this letter, God stepped in. God stepped in and said, that's enough. There's so many moments in our life where God protects us, whether we see it or not. That's why we have to be listening for him. That's why we need to know his voice. Because if he's telling us to turn away, if he's telling us to stop what we're doing, if he's speaking to us, he's protecting us. He's protecting us because he knows what's on the other side of that sin or that trap. And he's not doing anything to hurt us. He's only going to do things to help us. The devil is the one that wants to hurt us. They're trying to get us to fall for tricks. We're stronger than that. We're made to be above that. And we are above anything that the devil tries to throw at us. We're the ones that have authority because Jesus gave it to us when he died on the cross. We're the ones that can control our minds. Praise the Lord that he gave us the ability to control our thoughts and to control what we see. And Know that who you are is good enough. Stop looking at social media and Pinterest and Facebook and any friend that walks in and you think, I don't look like her, I'm not good enough. That is a lie. Because God does not design you to look like her. He wants you to look like you. I encourage you, male or female, you need to go look at yourself in the mirror today and say, okay, what's five things that I like about myself. Can you name them? Can you name one? Can you name two? Start naming things that you like about yourself. Wear clothes that you like, not based on what other people wear, but because you like them. Look at your spouse and tell them attractive things about themselves. I'm sure they want to hear it too. And live in confidence knowing that God designed you exactly how you're supposed to be on the outside and on the inside. So I hope this letter was just as insightful to you as it was to me. I am just amazed at the insight that C.S. Lewis had in 1942 to give us today in 2022. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow for letter 21 and yeah, have a great day. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. 
Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you and I hope that you have a wonderful week.